Triathlon Podcast. Finding out how ordinary people do extraordinary things. Treat getting your threshold up and then move that into your endurance as, as you get closer to, to the longer races. That was Brian Fogarty, and this episode is Winning Ironman UK. Welcome back to the Tribe Athlon podcast. Uh, in this episode, I got the opportunity to chat to Brian Fogarty. Now, he's the cousin of the superbike legend Carl Fogarty, but he is also the winner of Ironman UK. But he did so as an amateur. So I really wanted to understand what it takes to win an Ironman while holding down uh, a, not just a, a job, but actually running a, a your own business. Uh, and also how he stays injury free and how he keeps motivated about his training when some people will find training a chore. So it was fantastic to chat to Brian, really lovely guy, uh, super enthusiastic about the sport. Uh, and I hope you learn as much from Brian as I did. This podcast is brought to you by Vita Coco, uh, the incredible coconut water drinks. Uh, now, coconut water is so good for you. Uh, it's full of electrolytes, antioxidants, as well as of loads of other potential health benefits. Uh, so it's a great drink to have during or after your training. Um, but I particularly love their new pressed coconut product. Uh, it just tastes so coconutty and delicious. Uh, and it, I have to say, it's a far tastier drink than than I'm used to drinking uh, with coconut water. So go check out vitacoco.com uh, and you can buy them uh, at Ambient Supplies, an online retailer. Uh, and if you hang on to the end of this podcast, I'll have a discount code for you too. This podcast is also brought to you by the Triathlon app the best place to find all of the running, swimming, cycling, or combination events out there, the best place to find people to train with, and the marrying of the two, helping you find out where your friends are competing so that you can enter the events. Because we all know that if you enter a triathlon that your friends are doing, it's so much more fun than doing one where you know nobody. So go to tribeathlon.com, download the app, and find your next event. Brian, welcome to the Triathlon Podcast. Um, amazing that you can join us. Thank you very, very much. Uh, really looking forward to, to chatting to you. Um, but before we dive into kind of um, some technique tips and all that sort of stuff, for those people that don't know you, do you want to give us your story? Tell us how you know where you came from, how you got into this amazing sport, the successes you've had along the way. Tell me all about it. Right, yeah, hey Charlie, thanks for having me. Um, basically, I, I was a footballer all, all my youth. Um, that was all I did: um, football, football, football. From being you know as early as I could walk, all the way up till um, leaving school, I signed full-time terms uh, for Burnley Football Club. 
spent three years there as, as an apprentice. Um, and basically, unfortunately, you know, for various reasons, but I, I didn't make the grade, a lot of injuries. Um, so I got released when I was about 19, um, went down the semi-professional route. Um, eventually needed to get, get work because, um, you know, it's, I, needed, I was a young lad. I wanted, uh, wanted to enjoy my life a bit. And um, so I got a job playing semi-professional. Um, enjoyed my time there, but as that period went on, I just got a bit disillusioned with football. Um, lost, fell out of love, if I'm honest, um, with it. Um, and I needed something to grasp me with my, my personality. I'm, I'm quite, I'm a driven, determined sort of guy. Um, and I needed something to fulfill, fulfill, my, fulfill that, really. Um, and that's when I took up running. Um, you know, I joined a local running club, um, met some great group of people, um, and, and took off from there. In, in that, as that happened, I sort of set up my own business uh, with, with my brothers, um, selling insurance, insurance brokers. Um, so that worked well because the semi-pro football, you know, it can take up a lot of time. And, and sometimes you, <laughs> the thing with that is a team sport. So, you, so you, you know, I always felt that you've felt unfulfilled, whereas you, you can have a good game and still get beat. And, and I just thought I wanted something that was down to me and me only that I could train for and commit to. And, and it were running. I set up running, started running. Um, within no time, I sort of done, done a couple of marathons. Um, first one, after about 12 months of running, I did uh, 2.45 in Amsterdam. So I got I had a decent pedigree to start with as, as, a, as a club runner. Um, and then after, yeah, that was in Amsterdam, yeah. Um, and basically, from that, um, being me, I, I committed a lot to it and started going down the wrong path in terms of training too hard, overtraining, um, created a lot of injuries and ultimately I had a, had a serious stress fracture in my shin. Um, started off shin splints, turned into stress fracture. Um, very deliberate injury, just, just couldn't, wouldn't go. Eventually I was in cast and out for a long time. And so over that period, I, ne I needed something to then to fill that void. Um, well, you could say I've got an addictive personality, I suppose. You could you know, I'm, I'm all or nothing. Um, and there were a couple of guys at the running club who, 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 who'd done Iron Man, and it, it always intrigued me. It was always something um, that I, I just fancied a shot at. I didn't know much about it. Obviously, you learn distances, and it just looks like a, it's a challenge, isn't it? And it, I think that's what um, appeals to a lot of people, that that challenge is something what a lot of people think you could never do. So that was it. I, I, I was still injured at the time. I'd committed to doing Iron Man sort of six months later. hadn't swam, hadn't barely ridden a bike. Um, same old story of a lot of them so I committed to it <clears throat> did what I did took to it and, and luckily for me within no time my cycling proved quite some, quite natural to me um, so with the swimming and running soon getting to a good level um, my running my swimming uh, sorry my running and biking was at a good level my swimming was, was lagging a bit but enough to get me through my first Ironman um, which was where? Athletic, Switzerland Oh, okay, great. Beautiful place, really nice race. Um, and that was it then, to be honest, Charlie. I was hooked, I was hooked on the sport um, and I thought, right, I've got to come back, come back for more. And just each year then, I've just, just, just improved and improved. Um, so what was your first, can you remember what your first time was in, in Switzerland, roughly? Nine, oh, sorry, sorry, no, I wish it was not. 11, just over 11 hours on a road bike. Um, so, you know, I didn't have the, the extras like you, you know, you, I, I, I was clueless. I, it was just a case of getting around. There was no real targets at times and things. Um, and how long ago yeah, was that? Pardon? How long ago was that? Sorry. Um, that was 2011, my okay. first one. Um, and then yeah, I did one. I did 
the year after I did Frankfurt, um, I did well. The, the, the turning point probably for me was from sort of 2000 and did, did Frankfurt in 2012. And then that following year, I got a coach um, and, and he, pre- he gave me a lot of structure. Because a lot of times, as, as you know, it's, it's a minefield. You, you don't, you can read advice of everyone. You, you just don't know what to do. If you fall, you just think, you get confused. You don't know what yeah. to do. Um, there's so much advice out there, and some of it's good, some of it's bad, and some works for some, some works for others. I got a guy who who, who was great. Um, he helped me get, get on the way. Um, really brought out my cycling. Um, so it was like the, the the point from going from being um, like a a first timer to, to becoming a top age group. It was that sort of period from 2011, 2000, 2012, 2013 was was when I did my home race at Bolton, UK, man. And um, be, knowing the roads, I live on the course basically. Um, so I was riding it all, all through the, the winter and getting used to it, and, and it was a bit of a shock. Come the come the day, um, I think I come like tenth overall, um, qualified for corner, and, and that was it. It was it was from there. I was just like, wow, this is this is unreal, and sort of created a bit of noise, um, and that was it. Then obviously I went to corner and just started. That was that was the period where then I just started really understanding it and getting to know what it was all about, um, and then from there I just kept. You know, chipping away at it and chipping away at it, all my weaknesses and building on my strengths. Fantastic. And and to bring it forward to 2019, you uh, you then went on and won UK Ironman, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. And, and that, that was you know that that journey from so 2013 when I did my first UK Ironman to 2019. If you'd have said if I'd have said in my first one that someday I'm going to come back and win it, but I'm mean, sorry if I'd have said in 2011 I was going to come and do that, you'd say. But it was, it was 2013 when I, when I had such a good result coming sort of 10th, winning my age group as a bit of a surprise. I thought, bloody hell, imagine if I can keep this improvement going. One day, I'm, you never know. And I sort of planted that seed. And, and that, was, that was where I went from it. And, and just thought, one day, I, I'm going to really win that race. Maybe be my home race. Actually, I know the course so well. I do have advantages with that. And fam- friends and family there. It's, it's an amazing day. But that's, that's incredible, isn't it? And what age were you when you did that first 11-hour-ish marathon? Uh, Ironman? 27. 27. Yeah. So you've come, you've come to the sport, I don't know, is that relatively late for coming to the sport? I don't, I don't know. I mean, Ironman is a slightly weird sport when, when it comes to that. It, it is, yeah. I mean, I think, I think anyone that comes into Ironman that has a swimming background as a child has, has a good advantage. Um, I, I didn't. I didn't have that as, as most don't. So I'll say that's the thing. I think the running and biking can be can be can be developed in that time, because like you say, like the, the guys now are proving that you can be into your forties and still improving, which is never really known, is it, in, in any sport? But in in this game, it seems to be the case with it's whether it's because it's the strength and endurance aspect and and, and the speed element isn't quite as as important. Um, yeah, I think they say that the body um, gets to its peak at, for endurance about sort of 27, 28, but it then declines at such a slow rate uh, that right. actually um, you, get, you get back to where you were at age 18 when you're north of 60. It's, it's incredible how um, the body kind of maintains its ability to do endurance sport. And, right. and so what, what was Kona like? You know, describe, how many times have you been to Kona and t- describe it and tell us what it's, what it's like? It's six, six times now. Um, I did five in a row. Then I missed a year. Then I went back last year. Um, I mean, the first time out there, it was it was it was weird, really, because we just we just didn't know what to expect. And 
amazing, amazing place. It's it's hard to describe, really. Special place, really special. Um, and what you can only really grasp that once you've been there. The conditions are so unique. The course, the atmosphere, um, and the history. The history. When you do your research and look into the, the races over the years, there, you just feel like you're part of something special. And and you know it's a big expense, and but it's a real lifelong sort of thing to to go and do. And, I'd, I'd stress to anyone if you get the opportunity, you know, don't let it go because it's, it's it's special. Brilliant, and and, and like the pinnacle, isn't it? Yeah, well, it exactly is. You know, what you, you can say that you've raced at the at the very best. Uh, and and what's been your what's your favourite performance? You know, which which was it? Your most recent one or my my best? My, my first time actually was up until last year was, was my best. I would say in terms of performance. Um, and I think that was because I, I played it safe. It was about obviously surviving. I knew the conditions. I'd heard about how how. So I played it safe. Um, my first one I did like nine thirty, and I was a complete novice. Um, right. But, every, but the thing was, I was a victim of every year since I'd improved. And I, and what had happened? I mean, over them them six, there's been a few issues with them with, with hydration issues and, and tummy problems. But as a rule, I think I've the downfall with my performances in Kona over the years have been, because I've been a better athlete, I've, I've gone harder. I've, I've tried to, you know, I've gone out with, with high ambitions and, and it, it's probably worked in the reverse. Whereas this year, um, I had a new plan and I actually was forced to have a new plan because in the week prior, I, was, I became a bit poorly. So I thought, I'm going to have to back off now, really, you know, just because I don't want it to be turned into an absolute disaster. Um, and this year, I just did over nine hours, which which was nowhere near what well I know I can do. But in terms of what I've done previously, it was a good step in the right direction. Um, so I was I was pleased. So this year is probably my best performance, but I know I can do a lot better. Fantastic. And so of all of these achievements so far, what's what's been your highlight so far? It is it, winning Bolton was just just amazing. Just a real surreal feeling to to actually. To say it, and, and no, I don't say it out loud, but within myself, it was something I was I was going to do. I was determined to do it. And when you do, you know, it's like when you follow it through, you, it just makes it that bit extra special. Um, yeah, so, yeah. And being being your sort of home course, as you say, with people there to support you and everything else, that's um, that must be brilliant. Uh, yeah, and, and I've I've never done I've never done uh, Ironman UK. So, you know, how does that compare to some of the others that you've done? Um, it's, it's by far the toughest um, in terms of the course the course itself the course is the toughest you've not got the conditions so like I mean I, I generally I do the hardest Ironman because they suit me as an athlete my swimming you know I I need to try and get the best out of the bike I can so your Lanzarotes your Wales your Boltons your, your corners to an extent suit me so I do them and, and I feel like the, the more honest courses I'm not really interested in these draft vests and and people are running off it fresh and because they've sat in a pack. It doesn't, you know, it loses appeal to me, does that? It doesn't work in my favour and, and it just doesn't interest me. Um, not to say I won't do one down the line to, to go for a time, you know, but, but no, it's at the minute it's that. So Bolton, it, it's, this year specifically, the, the bike course was as brutal as it's ever been. I mean, it's known for being tough, but this year, or as in so last year, was just unreal. Um, and it, it, it's... The, the, the climbs and, and the, the road surface, and it's just, it's, at times you've got to laugh, it's that rough. Um, <laughs> but it's, it is what it is, you know. You, What's you the man up in the voice? 
Yeah. So, I mean, we were riding around it on a weekend and we were just laughing. Thinking, God, people that are coming from far and away to come and do this race, they've no idea what they've got themselves in for. <laughs> but, you know, it, sometimes that, the fact it's so tough is, is a big appeal to a lot of people. Because um, there isn't, to my knowledge, really a race, a race like it. Well, again, and didn't they, was it last year that they split the transition area? Is that right? Or was that the year before? Was there two different No, channels? they've always been different. Oh, have they? Oh, okay. Yeah, they've, they've oh, always been different. Um, they, they did move it. The last two years, they've moved Transition T2 into the town and made it harder, in, in fact, because the run now is just literally up, down, up, down. Whereas once over, you had like an eight-mile flat stretch to get to the loops, if you will, right. um, which was quite good running. So you'd sort of got onto the hard bit and you'd ticked off, you know, a third of the, a third of the run, which was always nice, but... Not this year, they've made it harder. Okay, fantastic. And so I want to, I want to dive into a few bits um, that maybe you can help us with in terms of you know, the, the, the specific elements that have helped you, you know, improve the way that you have. Um, but the first one I want to dive into is the fact that you have a full-time job. You say you run your own business. Um, <coughs> I run my own business and I you know, train for an Ironman, but nothing like to the degree that, the degree that you're doing. So how do you how do you fit it all in? And I know you've got you know you're a dad as well. How do you? What's a typical week look like for you? How do you fit in the training that you need to get to the level that you're getting to? Quite simply, get up early is the biggest thing I'd say to anyone. And I, and I find it's always a special time to train. Um, it takes it takes a bit of getting used to if you're not used to it because um, your body needs to adapt. But within a week or two, we're getting up early before everyone else. Um, I don't know, there's something special about getting up for training in the morning. I feel like you used to get a head start on everyone. Um, and that's where I've, I've, I have to do it. Sometimes I, I get a chance to, to do it, really, um, without any distractions. So early starts are given every single day. What time would you typically be jumping out of bed each day? Five o'clock. Yeah, no, you know, I'm, I'm lucky as well. On top of that, I, I live my gym, well, my, my office, where my gym is, and my home. It's all very close. It's literally next door but one. So I keep everything, you know, very close. Me. I've got a treadmill, so I'm able to, um, you know, just utilise, obviously, me, I do a lot of indoor training. So it's just utilising your time the best you can. I mean, when, when the pills are open, I'll, I'll run to swimming and run bike. So I'm getting, just, just trying to tie things together to get the best out of your, your situation. Because um, time is my most valuable thing, you know, thing. Um, and, and just make it, make every bit of training count. You, you just... We can't afford to, to, to let days go. So when we get when we get the green light to go and get a training done, it, it has to be done. And that's when since the last eighteen months, I think I've I've improved. When really in a lot of ways, having having a child, it's been the hardest period. I've my mindset's changed a little bit in, in that I'm going to do it. I need to do it now. I'm not going to get another chance. Um, and, and it seems to work. You just when you get that extra bit of push the sports you, you just do it because you, you don't have a choice when, when you don't have a choice you know you do it don't you it's quite interesting when you think about it um you don't give yourself a choice you just got to do it and, and that's it and you, week after week but I, I also sort of i don't i don't train for ironman sort of 52 weeks a year um for me it's sort of you, you stay fit all year I don't think we can afford as amateurs who are time restricted to have huge amount of times off in the off season. I don't think that works. It doesn't work for me. Um, I don't um, set it for my my athletes. Um, so, so you've got to stay fit. 
keep improving, keep chipping away at your weaknesses and building on your strengths. But when an Ironman's coming up, coming into the race season, you sort of 10 weeks, you just you can up it for the 10 weeks, get that training that you need to get in to suit the longer race. Um, and then, you know, recover from that. So that, that, that's how I find it works. You certainly can't, you can't bang out your 25, 20, 20, 30 hours a week, what these pros do. It's just not possible. So what sort of hours are you banging out in the lead up to an Ironman whilst maintaining a job and keeping a happy, happy family? What sort of hours I, are you I, doing? Honest, I'm, I'm, I think, well, I mean, compared to pros, I'll probably 16 to 18. Um, those silly hours, that, I mean, it, it, but, but, but I'm, I'm a big advocate of quality over quantity. Yeah. Um, you know, going out, spinning your legs. I mean, again, if you're a pro and you've got as much time in the world, I'm sure there's huge benefits in going on big six-hour rides every week. Cause it, but I just don't think we can do it, and I, I don't think you're going to get your biggest gains from that. Um, that's how I find it. I, I think it's, it's got to be done. You've got to have the quality there. And, and so are you a big believer in just following what a coach says, a coach designed a program and you just follow it to the letter or are you kind of designing it yourself now? How does that work? No, I, um, I, I as you've been doing it as long as I have, you sort of, you learn what works for you. But, but I mean, you've, you've interviewed Matt. I'm coached the biking aspect by Matt um, and I coach myself. And, and, and I don't think, that, you know, you have to be flexible with, with your training plans, with, with, with programs, with, with, with amateurs because, like last week, I had to cancel the appointment, our appointment, because of circumstances. That comes up, and it's just, you've got to be flexible. You can't be too rigid. But, but obviously, if you know, I will work with Matt. We will discuss things, and it, you know. But there's a plan. I generally do what whatever he sets me. I will do, um, you know, as best I can. You, you can't. I don't believe in not having a bit of flexibility. There's always got to be that flexibility in, in people's training. Um, you don't want to be too anal about things because there's no your improvements aren't, aren't done by, by one session. It's it's over months and months of, of, of sessions, week day in day out. It, it, you know what I mean? Um, yeah, no, I, I, I know it's, it's consistency. It's all about consistency. It's so important um, to, to get the gains. I can't I can't stress that enough. For me, it's got to be done. It's consistency. Brilliant. And, and, and is there anything specific? You mentioned tubby problems that you had at, at Kona. Have you, have you kind of worked out anything that worked particularly well for you with regards to nutrition, whether it be pre and post race nutrition or whether it be actually at the event? You know, is, is there anything that you think has worked really well for you? Yeah, um, don't try new things. I mean, again, these are all basics, but don't try new things. Um, I've messed up a few corners through trying things late on, new things. Um, new, uh, nutrition aspect at uh, the company um, pH hydration I think they're called um, and I did like an online test um, there's, there's two ways of doing it you can get a physical one where you pay for it and get, get exact numbers in terms of your salts what you have to take or you can do I, I did the, the, the test one and, and I'm, not, I'm not blaming them but whatever I did I got, I got it wrong and, and, and literally the, the, the corner two years ago three years ago I was just oh, half an hour into the bike and I was just I weren't right at all and um, I was sort of dehydrated uh, might not have been that put it down to that I might have just swallowed some salt water so I can't honestly say for sure but um, I'm just a fan of I, I'm more of a, I don't take many solids on the bike if any um, I don't believe that's that's the way to do it um, your muscles need your blood when you're racing blood's, blood's in your stomach to digest the food 
when you're racing, there's no blood in your stomach to digest the solid food. Um, so it doesn't work for me. Some people it works for it. Solids. solids don't work for me while I'm while I'm racing. Um, so it's all through gels, as, as liquefied as I can, gels and um, carb drink. Um, That's got to be a fair amount. Of, I mean, I've I've never quite found the. I'm just starting to find the gels that might suit me, but I've I found plenty that don't suit me. Put it that way. And yeah. but that's quite a lot of gel to be going in over over that period of time, isn't it? It is. It's tough. It's, it's not easy, that's for sure. I mean, I find the OTE, um, the OTE stuff, um, support the Brownleys. Um, I find that works for me best, um, nice and light. Um, yeah, I mean, a few people, I've had people especially said to me, oh, you've got to eat stomach, you've got to eat something. And I, and I just can't. It doesn't work for me. Um, whenever I have solids, in an Ironman, I've, I've had tummy problems, so I don't, you know, doesn't, you've got to, everyone's different, aren't they, Charlie? You've, you've got to find that balance, and that's when people ask me, ask, you've, got to, you've got to try it, you've got to practice, and you've got to try it and make sure it works. Um, but just, just keep hydrated when it's hot, um, keep on top of your fluids. Um, and yeah, there's no real secret to it. We, we, we're all looking for that secret, aren't we? <laughs> but there isn't. There really well, I think is. About nutrition, having asked quite a few people, the, the, the reason I ask about nutrition is because everyone's got a different slant on it. You know, some exactly. people, have, I mean, you, know, you speak to some of these ultra runners and they're eating pizza while they're running. But, you know, it's a completely different world. But sometimes it's a case of, I wonder whether, is that just a mental thing? Just that feel that something in your tummy to, to fill you up? Um, you know, well, I, I don't know. If it... I, I, I've, I'm trying to train myself to, to eat while running. Because I think, for me, it, it was partly out of necessity in that I wasn't finding gels that particularly worked for me. But I think you're right. I think that it, it, there is something nice about having a little bit of food going through the system. Um, and so maybe it's a psychological thing. Um, mm. I also figure if, you, if I want to run further than a, than a marathon, potentially I've got to start getting some, um, some solids in. But maybe, you know, maybe not if you find the right gel. Um, yeah, yeah. And, and obviously you said with, with, with you know, Injury obviously hampered your football career. Then when you started running, you had shin splints and, and you had a lot of injuries there. Have you any, found anything that really kind of stops you getting injured now? Have you, have you, have you kind of worked out what, what to do to keep those at bay? Uh, two things, really. Um, a coach that's going to spot you overdoing things. So, I mean, the idea of a coach, obviously, is to give you that balance and, and you're not overdoing. And that's, the beauty, that's what drew me to triathlon as well, the fact that, in a way, you're cross-training. <laughs> we got a little addition on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> you're effectively cross-training, aren't you, all the time, every day. And, and I think that, if you do it right, it's a, a big thing. It gives your whole body a much stronger foundation. You, you know, you're, you're building your shoulders, you're building your core, you're building different parts of your muscles for biking and running. Um, so if, you, if your program's right, I think you're a big way there of not overdoing you know, your over-injuries. Um, the other big thing I'm, I'm huge on is, is regular strength work. Um, again, don't need to complicate it. Your basic squats, deadlifts, um, your, fa your, fun your foundation sort of stuff um, works for me. Ever since I've, I've, I've been on that pulled muscles thing like touch wood, never had a problem. Really? Never. Mm. Oh, that's fantastic. Um, it's just little and not, not big sessions that are going to compromise your, your, your other training. Um, it's to, it's to complement you with the training. Um, and yeah, I'm a huge advocate of that. Works for me. Doesn't work for others, though. 
Well, I found it interesting. So with lockdown, you know, obviously swimming pools were, were closed and uh, Rutland Water, which is my typical open water swimming location, that was closed as well. So I had to sort of design a dry land workout that would keep me ticking over. We actually now, we've now found some good, so this morning I did 3K swim in, in, a, in the river then, uh, which, was, which is lovely. I'm, I'm actually really enjoying it. So how have, you, how have you kept your swimming ticking over during lockdown? Again, just just basic um, uh, sort of exercises, like like you say. Um, um, <laughs> you haven't got into wild swimming. What? You haven't got into wild swimming. No, no. I mean, for me, it, like I could go and do a lake swim now, but until I've gone that long without swimming now, I'm not a strong enough swimmer to, for it to make a difference. And I don't love it. I'll be honest. I don't love it enough to go and do it. So for me, until pills open and I can get back to doing two week, you know, two solid sessions a week for, for maybe six weeks to get anywhere back to where I, my, my, you know, my, my, my level was, um, just go and do an old swimming every other week or even once a week. It's not, it's not, it's not going to work for me. So I haven't, I haven't been anywhere near <laughs> And I'm not missing it, to be honest. <laughs> well, I, I have to admit, if you'd, if you'd said this to me beforehand, I'd have said, yeah, I'm, I'll happily stick with a dry land workout for now. And, but I've really enjoyed it. In fact, so much so that I've said, when things get back to normal, I think we should, through the, through the summer, have one pool session and one open water session because I think swimming in Definitely. these rivers has just been absolutely brilliant. It's, yeah. Um, yeah, no, I've really enjoyed it. Um, Good. That, I mean, if you can enjoy it, obviously, you, you're more inclined to, you know, you, if, you, if you enjoy it, you, you'll do better with it, won't you? It, it's like, oh, if you don't hate something, you're not going to improve at it. Yeah, um, no, it's good that, I, I mean, I should do that more, more open water, because that's where your races are going to be, aren't you? Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. And what about, I mean, there's so much to do uh, with endurance sport that's around mental techniques and kind of your mental strength. Have you got any um, particular advice around that? Any techniques that you use to kind of either get you through training or get you through races? Um, I visualize a lot. Yeah, I visualize, you know, beating Joe Skipper and Iron Man or uh, <laughs> whatever. You know, I have a few few people I've got I've got marked, and um, yeah, I visualize it. I do. Yeah, I think I think it works. I'm a big believer in it. Um, and not much more. Just, just I find I go through phases. Whatever, I, I find something most days, like or certainly weeks. That something I use something to get me out of bed in the morning to go and do that training. You know, and I don't go through the motion. When, when you find yourself going through the motions, you've got to re relight that fire to to get that get that you know get it back. Because um, you can slip, can't you, quite quickly? And you think, well, I'm not progressing here. I've I've I've, I've lost that edge. You've got to find a way of getting it back, and whether it's having the birth of your child, or you want to win a race, or you want to beat a PB, whatever, you've got to find it. And there's only you that can do it. Even motivation, people doubting me is one of my biggest motivations. Um, I just, you know, it fuels me. Excellent, and and I think actually, I mean, you hit the nail on the head earlier, maybe as well. That um, I think a lot of people, uh, and myself included, that get into this sport are uh, have an addictive personality. And it's about making sure that addiction is working well for you as opposed to against you. And as long as you kind of get yourself on the right track, then um, you, know, you kind of, uh, that, that compels you to move forward, doesn't it? 
Yeah, there's, there's a fine line between dedicated and addicted um, with your training. You, you've got to have a purpose on you. It's got to be, there's got to be a reason for doing what you're doing. Um, you know, I've known people who just like kept repeating the same thing and saying, then you're like, well, that's fine, but is it working? You know, and you're like, well, you're not improving. So you've got to, you've got to change, haven't you? You've got to adapt and change and, and try new things. Yeah, um, yeah no, I agree. And, and what's the worst advice you hear? God, there's probably, there's laws, there's laws in there. There's that much rubbish out there. Um, well, name, name, name. Long and, name the, the typical, I, think, I think the typical one is, is, is long and slow. Um, I say, I say again, you, you just train long and slow, you're just going to be good at being long and slow. You know, you, you've got to put the intensity into your training to, 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 to move those, those levels. Um, you know, it, it's like so relative. If, if, if you can't run a, a mile in, in six minutes, you can forget about running a 10K in 36 minutes. You, you get your mile faster, you'll get your 5K faster. You'll get, it's all relative, you know. Um, and, and that's what I, I try and constantly do is, is sort of, you know, you're working around your threshold is, is you know, the main sort of thing to do with your training. Um, keep, keep, keep getting your threshold up and then move that into your endurance as, as you get closer to, to the longer races. Right. Um, yeah. That's um, what I think. And what about, is there any particular products that you've found? I mean, you've obviously, you mentioned the, um, the OT gels, but anything else like, you know, any particular shoes or any particular, you know, anything you thought, you know what, that was, that was worth the, the, the money, that's really helped. Um, there's a lot of marketing in there. I mean, I fall for it all the time. We're all looking for that extra gain. And I said, I said last year, I said, I'm done. I'm done with falling for this marketing of these new aero poles or new, new this, new pads, <laughs> new this. Oh, oh, that's just another 200 quid, carbon fiber, this, that. And I think, oh my God, they can't, they can't suddenly just found that 20 watts in a tunnel and here you go, you know. Um, I'll be honest, I think a lot, there is something in it, definitely, but you've got to be careful. You don't overlook the basics before you start looking for one watt here and there. A, a pair of cycling shoes, are, they're, all, they're all good. I mean, even the bikes, all the super bikes, they're all fast bikes. There's no major difference in them. Helmets, slight differences sometimes if it fits you better, but you've got to not overlook the basics first. And most people before they start looking and spending fortunes in that. I mean, the typical one is people spending 10 grand on, on a bike, but unfortunately, a five stone overweight, it, it's, it's counterproductive. It, it, it sort of, you know, um, so what would I say? Um, honestly, and I'm, I'm not just saying this because I'm investing in a good coach. I honestly think if you're going to invest in, in yourself, get a good coach who knows the stuff, has got the experience, um, can relate to you, um, Obviously, if you're doing Ironman, make sure they, they, they know Ironman because if you don't know Ironman, if you've not done an Ironman, don't be coaching Ironman because you just don't know. You've not got their experience. Um, but by far, for me, if you're gonna, if you come to me, you want to improve and be the best you can be, get a coach before you start spending money on the, the extras that which cost thousands and it's marginal. And, and so, you you're um, you giving coaching for for. Uh, triathletes are you yes yeah and do you do that just sort of through training peaks or how, how, what format does that take through training peaks yeah um i'm part of the tri-central -tri uk tony cullen um yeah we we, we 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 did really well last year at um bolton 
sort of had, yeah, I mean, only had about four or five people qualify for corner and some really, really, really high up um, in the numbers, you know, maybe five in the top, five in the top ten in oh, the wow. race. Yeah, we, 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 again, you know, I've had, you know, by this time we sort of know what we're doing. Um, so yeah, yeah, I'm passionate about it. I love it because I feel like I've got a lot to offer in, in the coaching sort of aspects. Um, so do you think do you think the future will take you more towards that, or will you you know will you um, be turning pro to to do this full time? It's very good. It complements, and in an ideal scenario, that that would be the case. Um, but with with my own business, it, it it has its perks, but then it has its downsides as well because. You know, I've got to be there, and I've, I've, I want to. You know, it's my business, my baby. I, I need to keep my hands in on that. Me, 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 um, but I would love to. I mean, I, I did actually go. I do a year as pro, Charlie. Um, not last year, the year before. Oh, okay. Um, it, and it just coincided with me having a, a serious injury, um, a few bits of bad luck here and there, and it, it turned into a bit of a disaster. And and they don't really. Iron Man, they don't give you really an incentive to be a pro. I, I'd had the results to, to become a pro. I mean, you've got to have your, your sort of criteria from, from, from race results to, to apply for a pro license. And, and I gave it a whirl. Um, but <laughs> nothing changed. It, I mean, there's only a handful of races I'm realistically going to earn prize money. Um, I found the stress of it a bit bit much and it was coinciding with me for me, my daughter being born. Um, so I've, I've just, until, until things fit, fit right for me and there's a big enough pull for me to go and race professional what's it, what you know there's no need there's no point um, I'm not a professional in that I can do it full time no. so I'm not earning enough money from it to earn a living to, to pay the bills so there's not really I don't know what people sometimes people get a bit obsessed with oh, I've got to be pro I've got to be pro well what 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 for what reason um you know, it's a nice feeling, and I'm glad I did did have that year. It's a good experience, but um, no, it's, it's don't really have to go back unless it unless it really the timing is perfect for a particular reason. Yeah, I mean, I, I will. I intend to. I do because I've got a lot, a lot, a lot more, a lot more improvements still to make. Um, you know, um, in my run, in in all aspects, to be honest, a hell of a lot. Um, What's the fastest you think you can go? Coach dependent, obviously. Um, I, I can. I, I'd like to believe that I'll get to sort of running two fifties off the bike. Um, I believe when I'm on form um, on any given course, certainly hilly course, I can compete with anyone in the world. Um, I, I'm not being big out there. I think I've, I've sort of proved that with, with my results in the past with Lanzarote and. Wales and my times are up there with, with the best certainly Bolton have had fastest bikes but there on, on numerous occasions um, and it's, my, my swim is in terms of the pro aspect if I'm going to do that take that step again because that was a big learning curve to, to, to swim I was as you set off first within 200 metres I'm by myself I'm mostly by myself so like Wales but I was lost I actually got lost because I just didn't know where anyone was it, it was it was <laughs> It was um, it was an experience, but so I need to, I need to I need to address that, you know. Because um, it's that, it? got to be the best way around, though, hasn't it? Because if you're a really a friend of mine is a really quick swimmer, and then he spends the rest of the race having people come by him, and you just know that's <laughs> it. 
gets out of the water and then the rest of it is motivational downhill the whole way. <laughs> Definitely. It's that would be demoralising. Yeah. I, 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 I am glad, yeah. And, that, and that's what sets me off, Lee. You know, ultimately, if, if you are going to be, you're going to have strengths in certain in disciplines, you, you want to be swimming, your weakness. Luckily for me, it is, it is the one that you can negate the losses um, more than any other. Well, you can certainly, you know, if you lose 10 minutes on a swim, 10 minutes on the bike is, is, it is much easier to gain than 10 minutes on a swim, isn't it? Hugely, yeah. Hugely. I mean, I, you know, I, I've got my swimming to a decent level, but that next level is, is sort of being able to swim with, with probably the second pack of a pro, of a pro um, which I, I, know, I know is achievable, but it's just having that time to commit to it. And, and you know, at the minute, it, it's just not, 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 not feasible. Yeah. Um, but I, I will. I just just got to be patient. <laughs> and are there any books that you really you know find yourself recommending a lot, or any that really helped you, or if not books, oh. then podcasts? Yeah, any any particular books or podcasts or resources? There's a, yeah, there's there's a lot of podcasts. That's the, the beauty of this sport. There's so much out there you can. And I study it. I, I study. I drive my, my wife mad. I'm just constantly studying, researching, looking. You know, and, and you've got your top. For me, a, a good way of doing things, is I always do. And I said to you before about investing in, in kit and stuff. And I mean, you notice now there's a bit of a trend with these tri boys, isn't there? You know, the, 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 the extensions. Well, Sebastian Keneally has never had them. Now, if they were the gains that they said they are, mark my words, Sebastian Keneally will have them. You know, <laughs> and I'm not saying that. You know, it might be a comfort thing, but if they were giving someone 10 watts, like you'll get told, Keneally, and I don't even think Brownlee has them, or he certainly didn't, they would have them if they were that much of a game. Um, I'm not even sure if know has, has them up. But, so you, I, I always think, follow the, what are the top guys doing? You know, if the top guys have got it, then you'll probably find that it's, it's, worth, uh, it's worth looking at. Um, but books... YouTube's your best bet. Podcast, I mean, um, there's Mike Livesey, Mike Livesey, Brick Session, and, and um, Rob Wilby, Cup of Try. Really, some really good interviews with some some great athletes. Um, and you just pick up pick up stuff as you go. Um, but yeah. And if you could kind of getting towards the end, if you could give people one piece of advice with regards to this sport. You can only give them one piece of advice. What would that be? Remember why you do it. A lot, a lot get disillusioned with it and um, turns into a chore. And it's it's then when that's that's. I mean, I've done it. I've fallen in that. You know, I got that that focused. And, and before you know, what am I doing all this for? You've got to bring it all back and think. You do it because you enjoy it. You're doing something that people love to be able to do. Um, a, a bit, you know, have the opportunity to do so. Enjoy it, and, and when you do that, you, you sort of relieve a bit of pressure as well. And just, I see some people like robots, like going, and you're like, just give us a smile, mate. You know, <laughs> come on, you're doing this for fun. You're not going to make money out of it. You know, it's, it's not. Just enjoy it. And you see it a lot. Don't be a slave to it. Yeah, no, that's yeah. good advice. That is good advice. How long have you been doing it, Charlie? Uh, well, only triathlons only three. Well, this would have been my fourth year if you can sort of say I'm doing it this year. Um, so, and then and cycling before that. But I mean, you know, the whole thing probably 
six, seven years. So it's a fairly, fairly recent thing for me. But it, but I absolutely, um, the reason I got into it was because of the need to kind of change my approach to life and to get fit and healthy. And so that's always what I keep coming back to is you know the the why. And actually, and I've said many, many times, you know, I don't enter Ironmans and triathlons to expect to be getting on a podium. I enter them so that I've got the motivation to do the training. You know, that, that yeah. is kind of yeah. training is yeah. what I need. Uh, from, from, you know, that's what's important to me. The event is just the kind of keeping score once in a while. Um, yeah. And, and so I, yes. I've absolutely loved it. And I've, I found it to be, to be incredible sports. But also, I've met some incredible people along the way, and I think it's such oh, a friendly, yeah. friendly bunch of uh, people. And, and actually, this is kind of what Triathlon was born out of. It was this, you know, this is an amazing world, but it's quite difficult to find your way in. It feels like you know, there's all of these doors preventing you to getting, and yeah, not, not, not kind of want of not getting, letting people in. It's just that once you're in the community, it makes complete sense. But getting into the community actually is i mean i found out there's a tri club in in the town where my you know my local town in oakham where my business is based my children go to school there's a tri club i only found out a month or two ago and you know trying to find them online is really difficult even when you know they're there and so it's it's crazy things like that that um that i've uh, you know which is where it's born out of but i, I think it is, is is a great sport and um and finally what's exciting you what look what are you really looking forward to in the future uh, just uh, seeing how far I can go with it, seeing how far I can go and how how good I can can, can get myself to, and, and and eventually you know slow down with it because because that that's going to hit slow. I know I've got a long time left, but actually when I get to that point, I think you know what, you, you've done everything you could do to get to the level you got, you achieve this, you achieve that, or whatever. But actually retire sort of fulfilled. Um, which, which I think is, is what is the problem for a lot of people who, who do they just don't have that fulfilment because they, they um, and then they don't enjoy it and yeah so sort of just just make sure I know I've give it everything I can can give within my sort of control and uh, and see where it goes just in, just like yourself though Charlie just enjoy the journey it's such a good sport I mean I've met you today and we could talk all day couldn't we about it and, it's, and that you meet a lot of great people. Um, a lot of like-minded people, it's good. That's, that's exactly right. You know, that's what I've loved doing, doing these podcasts. We've met for the first time, and yet you're absolutely right. We could sit here and talk all day about this stuff uh, and bore the people around us senseless. But it's just, just such, so much to learn, yeah. so much to yeah. talk about, and so many love <laughs> There's the verification that would be boring. <laughs> but no, so it's been absolutely brilliant uh, getting to know you. Um, I'm incredibly grateful of you giving up your time and giving us some, some great advice. There's some, there's some real gems in there. Um, I wish you all the best with your, um, with your training and, and your events going forward. And uh, I look forward to following um, with keen interest. So no. Brilliant. It's been really lovely to chat to you, Brian. Thanks, Charlie. Thank you very much. Pleasure. I'm sure you'll agree. What a genuinely lovely guy and so much there to learn from in terms of how we can get keep our work-life balance in, in check with our training and how we can stay injury-free, but also 
how we can really make sure that we enjoy our training and that it doesn't become a chore and we actually enjoy this amazing sport that we're a part of. So I hope you found lots of interesting advice there and something that you could take away and improve about your training. This podcast is brought to you by Vita Coco, uh, the delicious coconut water, particularly their pressed coconut product. I absolutely love that. Uh, and if you go to ambient.supplies, uh, the online retailer, you can use the discount code VITA-TRIBE-15, that's all capitals, VITA-TRIBE-15. You can even have 15% off your Vita Coco order. Enjoy the health-conscious, electrolyte-packed VitaCoco. And don't forget to download the Triathlon app for more amazing podcasts, but also to help you train, compete, and to build your tribe.